much for even jumping on this call. Uh, some strange times going on at the moment. How are you? Yeah, good. Um, I'm making the most of it, you know. I um, think a lot of people, like my family and friends and people like who speak to me online, they was all like, oh, worrying about me, I was going to cope with it. But I just, you know what, I took the start of it, I want to make the most of it. How long it lasts, I'm going to, um, I'm not going to learn a new, a new skill, but I'm going to lose a bit of weight at the, at the least. And I'm like, like four weeks down, I've lost a stone. And um, just making the most of it, you know, spending time with my sister and my nephew and uh, I can't complain. So it's nice to, uh, everything's a little bit quieter and uh, it's, it's quite nice, really. I'm enjoying it. Are you guys like supposed to wear face masks yet or is it sort of, you guys are still pretty lenient with it? Yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a face mask yet. But um, I don't leave the house anyway. So, you know, for me, this whole lockdown thing, like it's, this is my everyday life, really. You know, I'm getting out of the house more now with this because they're telling me I can only have an hour a day. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take that hour a day and I might have sat for an hour and 10 minutes. Yeah. So, uh, so, yeah, I've been going out running every day and coming home and I'm not seeing another person, you know, apart from the three people that I'm living with, I'm not seeing anybody else. So mm-hmm. I don't think I need a mask. I'm washing my hands and that when I go out. I'm being really mature and grown up while this is going off. So it's, I think <laughs> it's Yeah, it's, re- it's really bizarre times. I mean, it's to feel like we're... Like, even just with what I do, I mean, I granted, boxers, you guys are sort of used to being in isolation. You're sort of used to staying in, just going to the gym, coming home. So I, I reckon it's not too too far from what your reality is, like you were saying. Like, with me, it's just, it's a bit bizarre um, to not be able to go interview guys, not to be able to go to any of these events. It's, it's strange. I mean, I'm not, I'm, I mean, you're right what you're saying. I don't go out much. It's not really because of my profession. I'm just, I'm a bit of a loner, really. I don't like, I'm not really a fan of going out anywhere. Um, but I'm missing KFC and TGI. All them things that other boxers won't be probably missing. But I'm missing them because I'm not really, um, I don't cook. I can't cook. I don't, I can cook, but I don't want to. Can't, don't really like to clean. Mm-hmm. And I can't have anyone come clean my house. I can't have anyone come feed. And I can't have food. Not so my sisters, really. Mm-hmm. So, um, you got your sister cooking for you. <laughs> yeah. That's the way. That's the way. <laughs> no, I can't. I'm not. Um, I'm not really. I can't really. I don't really do that stuff. So it's an eye for me as well because I'm 28 years old now. I need to learn how to do these things. I guess. <laughs> it's teaching people to be a lot more self-sufficient, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's difficult because. For me personally, and a lot of people out there, there's a lot of positives to take from it. A lot of people are trying to take the positives out of it and and uh, and say, well, we're doing this and this is this. And I'm saying, well, I'm enjoying it. I've lost weight in this. But, you know, a lot of people are losing their lives. So it's difficult to to say these things. But, you know, um, it, it's, it's one of them. You know, you've got to make the yeah. most out of it yourself. It's sad, but you've got to make the most out of the situation for yourself. You'll keep healthy and, and, and try and strive the best you can in this environment. Yeah, no, I agree. It's... It's strange. Um, so aside from, you know, the obvious of what we're all going through, how are you sort of coping with with keeping your mind sane? Because I think that's the biggest challenge a lot of people are having at the moment is sort of like, yeah, you know, one week's okay, maybe two weeks indoors. But at that point, or after that point, people sort of go, you know, stir crazy. They, they don't know what to do with themselves. And a lot, oftentimes a lot of us aren't getting enough exercise. So mentally, how are you keeping yourself like in a good place? Well, I'm really enjoying it because the, the three weeks before this happened, 
I was pretty much in the house anyway, 23 hours a day. Mm. I was having an hour of exercise at the gym. The 23 hours of the day, I'm in the house anyway. So, and, and on my own, uh, oftentimes. So the fact that I'm down here with my family, you know, and I'm getting fed well, as, as you know, and everything, <laughs> and everything. And, and when it all started, I just, um, I've got a very obsessive mind. You know, I've had a lot of gambling addiction. Um, I've been addicted to probably junk food and stuff like that before, you know, and, and that's the reason I've been so far. I've had gambling problems. I've been addicted to all sorts. And, and I just said, when it started, I just said, oh, I really want to get some weight off. When this all blows, not blows over, when this all passes and everything hopefully goes back to some form of normal, I can be in good shape. I can be one of the fighters that's like, yeah, you know what? I've trained during all this and I'm ready to go. And, and Eddie will be like, what do you mean, Dave? I thought you wouldn't be ready till 2023. And I'm like, no, I'm ready to go now. So I just promised myself that when all this, I wanted to use this time and I wanted to kind of surprise everybody. My mindset that the last couple of months has been one where I used to do boxing because I wanted to give the people I loved something. But, you know, the last couple of months I've been thinking, I, like a little switch in mindset, like I want to show all these people that say I can't do it, I want to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like when I boxed Tony Oak and I got stopped and everyone said, you retired, you finished there, you're done. You know, you punch drunk and you're finished and you're not any good. And I said, well, we'll see about that. And I went and beat Nick Webb, uh, Nebo Bracamonte and then boxed Lucas Brown at the O2. And that's the mindset I feel like I need to get. So that's what I'm in right now. And, and I'm just obsessing about, I run up a hill eight times, so it was really steep. And I said, I got to the top. And every time I was running up there, I said, I'm not going to stop because people think I can't get to the top of this hill. <laughs> and I can get to the top of this, I'm going to do it. So um, I've just got to change the mindset. And when I get that mindset, I'm, I've only ever had this mindset before when I boxed Lucas Brown, and I've got it again right now. So I'm just getting through this because I'm just um, just got to be in my bonnet about being a little bit slimmer and other people's perspective of me. Like, a lot of people think I'm a nice guy, but I'm a lazy nice guy. Or I'm a lazy, untalented nice guy. But I want them to, I want them to think I'm a nice guy that can fight as well, you know. So and I think... The best way of me giving things to the people that I want to give them to is by is by using um, using the, the fuel that I need to use is the people doubting and, and, and disliking me, I guess. So that's what's floating my belly at the minute. So sometimes, you know, you get people who they respond to the naysayers, the negativity one way, and then other people's other people respond to it a different way. Is it safe to say that it motivates you when people doubt you? Like, because you do find that people, they, they allow it to get them down rather than motivate them. I went through different stages, you know, at 20 years old, I turned professional and nobody knew who I was. Um, and it went, it was like that for four or five years. And when I got the Dylan White fight and the Ortiz fight, I lost them both. But people was like supporting me. People was like, who's this random kid that's just come from nowhere and took these great fighters so many rounds and then, started getting a little bit more success and then people started to pull you down a little bit because like whoa what's happened to this kid that was not doing anything we liked him when he had nothing and he was doing nothing but now mostly because he's winning he must be changing he, he, he's doing well now so he must have changed he must we don't like him anymore he's, he's starting to they, they perceive me to be going past their level and they're like no we don't like that we liked him when he was down here with us but now they see you succeed they don't want to they don't want to see you do well and it's really sad because it doesn't, i want to see everyone do well unless i don't like that why do you think that is why do you think that is? Because it does seem to be that way. Do you think that it's, I actually believe that people have alter egos. Like they're one way to your face. They're like your coworkers, your neighbors, your friends. And then online, they're completely different people. It's like they sort of use it as a, a venting system. But I often find that there's more negativity online than anything. And, I, and I'm 
I'm a bit perplexed with that. I'm not quite sure why that is. Negativity is a funny thing because, like you say, online is different to real life. In real life, I've never had one person my whole life ever come up to me and just randomly say these things they say online because they couldn't get away with it. But um, it's just, um, I think it's human nature. There's been certain fights where I've watched certain fighters and I thought, I really hope he gets beat. And that's human nature and that's completely fine. Do you think, like, have you ever owned a fake account? Like, have you ever created a fake account to troll other people? No, no. <laughs> it is funny to me. I just think, why would you do it? And um, but these pe these people are, are lacking something somewhere. And 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 like I said, from twenty twenty five, no one knew who I was. Started to get a bit of support, and then and then and then it kind of at the minute I'd say ninety five percent of it is good, yeah. But the five percent bad, I've gone through the last two years. I've gone through peaks and troughs of the five percent. You know, some days, some days they, they was irritating me. Some days, the next day I laughed at them. The next day I pitied them. The next day they really upset me, and it was like that for a very long time of peaks and troughs. Oh, they're making me sad. To, oh, I feel sad today. Why are they saying these things to me? The next day, I'm like, oh my god, I feel sorry for this person. Like, I wish I could, I wish I could do something to help them out because they're not having a nice time. Then the next day, I'm like, I want to, I want to find this man and, and do something horrible to him. And the next day, again, I'm like, oh god, I wish they weren't so horrible to me. So, and I think it's all human nature. And like you said, I've watched certain fighters, and I think, oh, I hope you get beat. For no reason other than human nature dictates that sometimes you don't like to see people do well. We've all got that in us. We, we could all lie, but we, we all watch certain people, and think, oh, God, I hope he gets beat. You know, we're looking, Roy's better looking than me, I hope he gets beat. Oh, he's, he's better than me, I hope he could gets you, beat. Could you tell people the inside joke, our inside joke? No, but the, the, what, what we said is true, you know, and I think, I think hopefully now at 28, I'm at that point now where, you know what, I've got fantastic teeth, we've got great teeth, our hair's looking well, and it's just a case of, you know what, if you don't like us, then we're not really that bothered because we've got great hair and we've got great teeth, so it doesn't really matter, does it? Uh, just so people know, like, there was a time where we were DMing each other, and it was like, I think it was people were going in on me on something, and I remember you said something about teeth and hair. As long as you have good teeth and hair, you're doing all right. And I couldn't, I don't know, I could not stop laughing when you said that because it was just the funniest thing. I'm like, you know, you're right. <laughs> it's yeah. true, it's true. And the people that, that want to pull you down, like I say, human nature dictates that the, the, the kindness of people will, will want certain people to lose at things or they'll want certain things to go uh, downhill for other people. Don't make you a bad person, that's human nature. But these people like I constantly want to drag you down every day, day in, day out, like there's something wrong and they ain't got my teeth, they ain't got my hair, they ain't got nothing going on. Because it's just I just find it really sad and it and more than more than and more than not really anger. I'm not I don't I don't feel anger towards anyone that is ever negative towards me. My my main feeling is one of frustration for 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 one, why they need to talk to me in that manner. And two, there's something going off in their lives that Really and truly, if they wanted to message me on, on, a, on a proper level and just say, look, David, I'm not having a very good day today, as many people can attest to, I would turn around and go, well, what's up, mate? And I'd talk to them. So, and, and there's no way that anyone can dislike me or you that's never met us. And all these people have never met us before. So I find it frustrating more than, any, more than anything else. You signed with MTK. Yeah, yeah. Tell me about that. I just think I think they're the best at what they do right now. I think they're the best management company in in, in world boxing. You know, um, they've got the best heavyweight in the world. You know, and then beyond Tyson, you have got Billy Joe Saunders. Um, there's so much talent. Carl Frampton. Um, 
so 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 much talent, you know, and not and not just on a world level, you know. You've got uh, you're putting on great shows all the time, and what I see with Coogan on uh, on on his channel, he's got like MTK putting great shows on week after week, domestic, with with good domestic shows, and I think you know what I can I can be a part of that, and and because um, for me right now it's a rebuilding process, you know. I don't expect to waltz my way back on onto you know Sky Box Office and and all this stuff, so. I had to have a little bit of a think, and I, and I thought I had to think. Well, what what is it that I want out of my career? You know, and um, well, that's part of what I wanted to ask you is what do you what does Dave Allen want for himself? Because you've sort of gone through the ups and the downs, the ups and the downs. There were times I've you know seen a tweet at one point where you were kind of talking about. I don't I don't know if this was a real tweet or not. I you know I know that a lot of stuff is photoshopped these days, but you mentioned something about, you know, you have the urge sometimes to want to shoot yourself. Like you were going through these, the, the motions of life, I guess. So where are you with all of it? Like where, where do you stand today? And what do you see for yourself in your future? Do you see those world title fights? Well, you know, I think first of all, you know, talking about world title fights is something that, you know, I, I don't see as realistic. I'm a very, I'm a real, I'm a realist, you know, proper, like on a, proper level with everything like as we've just spoken I'm a realist I know what I want I know what I can do I know what I can achieve and talking about world title fights you know at the minute like it's just it's, it's just absurd so I put that to one side I have to work I have to you know I've got a new trainer Jamie Moore and we've spoken and and I have to I have to equate uh, things I've, as, as like do I want to be a, a high level journeyman and, and make a lot of money or do I want to go for the British title make less money and, you know, one day I think one thing, one day I think the next. I think, am I going to box for 12 months? I'm going to box for four or five years, you know. I've, I've, I've got hopes of doing, doing uh, being a trainer with Danny and, um, and maybe a few others. And I've got hopes of going into other things. You know, there's a few things. I've been offered a few things, TV stuff and reality TV stuff and stuff like that. I think, well, maybe I should go in now and just grab the money and get out and, go, and move on and do other things. And then the next day I think, you know what, I put, 11, 12 years into this boxing business, maybe I should win the British title, which is what I always wanted. So it differs day to day. I'm I'm an absolute mental case. Like I'm the nicest mental case. I'm a nice mental case, but a mental case nonetheless. You know, one day, like you say, I do. I I, I did that tweet. And some days I'm a suicidal uh, wreck, and then you can 24 hours later, I'm the nicest, happiest, go lucky guy in the world. So. It's difficult, but talk, as I'm talking now and the plan that I've put together with Jamie and what I think MTK want for me, it's just a case of, you know, hopefully when boxing resumes, we have a we have a steady fight, me and Jamie getting into some things. I like the rematch with Bracamonte, which I had in Manchester. It was a great fight. Hopefully get that. And then and then after that, I guess we'll reassess. You know, I've got a, I've got a wimbo fight, which is not a given. You know, I'm a very hot and cold fighter. I boxed Lucas Brown the third round. I feel like I could deal with with a lot of really good fighters, and then I boxed David Price, and I struggled to win an area title. So I'm very hot and cold. So I've got to first of all get past that, and then I think I think money talks. You know, I'm 28 years old now, and as we've just been talking about, I want to have kids and and get married and 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 have a nice home and have a nice life and move on and do other things. So you know, it's a case of do I, do I fight the Hergoviches of the world and, and, and all these, these Dubois and these dangerous guys that are around? Do I become that man that, that takes them rounds and is tough? And, you do you know, you take a lot of, you do take a lot of punishment in your fights. And my question to you and that is, 
but what point do you say to yourself yeah that i can't do i, I can't risk taking it one more fight further that what what is it going to take for that moment to set in where you were you like is it going to take a, a a bad like knockout is it going to take perhaps speech like what is it going to take for you to to have that moment not saying you've been there now i'm just saying like yeah. in the future well the david price fight i, I had i had concussion on my spine and i was paralyzed for, for i think two hours in the hospital i had no use for my arms and legs for a while and you know that's scary and, and whatever else but for me i'll call it a day when 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 my heart's not in it no more you know and and to be absolutely honest, you know, my last fight wasn't a fight. I didn't really do much sparring for it. So since the prize fight, I've not, it's not been put to the test. You know, I, I, I can't sit here now and say to you, I've definitely got the stomach for it because I don't know. You know, the last time I was in the ring and, I was, and, and it was a proper fight, you know, I was carried out on a stretcher. You know, I'm medically cleared to fight. I've had a fight. I've done little bits of sparring. But I, I can't honestly say to you, you know, I get into round three and four of the fight and things get hard, I'm going to say, I don't want to go back out on a stretcher again. So it's difficult. So and when I look at it like that, I think, you know what, get a few wins, David. Get a massive fight, get your money and, and get out, you know. And if and if, if my heart's not in it and I feel like it's it's not, then I will get out. But until that point, I won't. You know, there's certain fights, I love certain fights. I look at the cruise where it's moving up. I look at um, Murat Gassiev. And I think, you know what, you're six foot three, you're going to be 16 stone. And I look at fighters like that and I think, you know what, he, he, he's, a, he's a brutal fighter, you know, he's an exceptional cruiser, I think he's a beast of a man as well, but I think, I've, I looked at my previous opponents, Lewis Ortiz, Tony Oka, without training, I just think it was just, I was just being ridiculous and reckless and I thought I'd be young forever. You know, at 28 now, my nose is flat as a pancake, you know, my eyes are scarred, you know, I've... I've had, teeth and hair though, teeth and hair. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm probably the best-looking battered boxer in the world, but um, no. I, and I look at and I look at these. I look at these things. I think, well, if I get fit, can I can I hang with these certain fighters that are highly rated, but they're coming from cruiserweight? But a lot of people say, no, David, you're talking nonsense, and you know I respect that. But there's worse fighters than me that that have been this gatekeeper. You know, so it's a lot worse. You just mentioned Gassiev. Is that somebody who's been thrown out as an option for you? He was someone I asked for when he was signed with Eddie and he was going to move it to heavyweight. He was he was the one I was hounding him for a long time for it. Um, I genuinely do believe anyone around six foot three, similar build to me, and a similar side to me, I'll beat. I'm the best fighter in the world at doing that. Mm -hmm. I genuinely believe if you stand with me and I'm on my game and you stand next, you stand, stand with me and you're similar height, similar style, I'll beat you. So. He's, he's, I, I look at it and I just think I want to fight one Bracamonte and I'm looking at a fight like that, you know, and it's a big money fight as well, you know, or, or do you go the British title route and, you know, you fight these Fabio Wardley, Nathan Gorman, who are, who are really good fighters, but, you know, they don't have the name prestige and they don't have the money that goes with it, so it's a difficult one because, and again, I'm probably being, I, sh I shouldn't be so open and honest because, you know, I'm practically saying, you know what, if I'm not feeling right, I should just take the money and go, but, um, the answer is I really don't. I really don't know what I've got left myself, to be honest. Um, but the fire burns over. Like I want to fight. <laughs> I really want to fight. I really, yeah. You know, I, I live. I live for boxing. So. Well, a lot I wanna... of a lot of times, um, athletes. I want to say probably ninety nine percent of the time, athletes 
never really want to retire. It's just that their bodies cannot physically take enough anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like they're always going to have that, that spirit, that determination, that passion, because they've been doing this their entire lives. Like, what do you do beyond that point? You know what I mean? It's been something you've done pretty much all of your life and for most, for the most part, and it's, it's gone. So it's, it, I think it's challenging for people. So I get what you're saying. You're saying like, I have that passion. I have that love because it's, it's what you love. But at the same time, physically speaking, sorry, there's a dog physically speaking. Um, there's only so much your body can take. Yeah. I've only had 35 fights. I'm a professional my whole life. You know, yeah. some people, some fighters out there that have had more amateur fights before they were 12 years old than I've had in my whole life. You know, but obviously you have all the, you know, there's a few miles on the clock, but the, the thing is like when fight, look at Ricky Hart and Joe Kazagi and other fighters when they're retired, you know, it's, they find it really hard because even, and, I, and I'm nowhere, I couldn't dream of being anywhere near their level and what they've achieved. But my whole identity is David, the, the boxer, you know? Yeah. Letting that go, you know, eventually I'll have to let it go because there comes a point where no matter what, it's, it's time it's time to it's time to let it go. And, uh, and I don't think it is that time yet, but it's gonna when that time comes, it's like your whole identity is being taken away from you. You're no longer David the boxer, now you're David who used to box, mm. you know? And, and you can't make the same amount of money in one night that you used to. You know, you get used to loads of times. I used to be, I used to be a gambling addict and I used to think, I used to gamble money and I'd be in a hole and I'd think, oh, and, and I had boxing, boxing get me out of it so I could get one chunk of money in one night. So retiring from boxing, you know, you're going to lose your identity. You're going to lose, you know, your, your way of making money. You know, I'm lucky. I think I'll have other avenues to go down, but you lose so many things in, in one click of a button, writing that mess, writing that tweet or writing that Instagram post that it's over, you know, mm. <coughs> and it's all, it's all just gone. And, and I will struggle with it, you know, because, um, for the last, the last 12 years of my life, I've been David the Boxer. So it's, um, it's an hard one to face, but, um, I hope, you know, I hope it's, I, I, I love, I would love to come back and have a few fights with Jane and things, and I get things click and I start performing and I, and I can, and, and, and I go down the route of picking up titles and things is great, but, you know, you just, you just don't, I could sit here and lie to you, but I can't, I can't really do it. So I just, I just don't really know, to be honest. Your division is, it's, it's, um, uh... I'm gonna have on the record, I'm going to say it. It's my favorite division. Yeah. Uh, it's got it's got a stacked amount of solid fighters. Um, I'm curious to know what your you know what your thoughts are right now, currently in in the heavyweight division. Who do you see as the best? And um, also, what do you make of uh, Deontay Wilder saying that he doesn't consider Tyson Fury to be the champion uh, since they still have one more fight uh, left? I think I think Tyson's the number one man, you know. He's um speed down to Wild, you know, Wilder, Joshua and Fury. There I think I think there's a little bit of a gap below them. You know, I think they're the three the three main men in the division and and Tyson's got a win over Deontay, so he automatically must go to number one, you know. And Joshua's got a great look. he put a great resume together, you know, uh, post Klitschko, you know, Klitschko, Parker, Takam, um and others that I can't think of right now. But he put together a great little resume there. You know, he was fighting twice a year, Wembley, uh, Millennium, and he put together a little resume. But I, I just think Tyson beating Wilder puts him at number one. I think 
And me personally, I'm sparred well. I think Tyson is the better fighter. That doesn't always calculate up to him beating Joshua if they if they fight each other. Because I'm not 100% sure which way that would go, you know. Like I said, the heavyweight division, it only takes one shot. And I wouldn't be confident picking one or the other. So, uh, but, but I think I think Tyson, number one, Joshua, number two. While they're still number three, you know, he's beat everybody else's face and in good fashion. And then beneath them, you know, you've got Dylan White, you've got Pulev, you've got Povetkin, you've got Hunter, who I think forgot about. I think Hunter's the, the dark horse of the division. You know, I think a lot of people have been beating Povetkin, you know, and then you got them four. And there's numerous others, you know, I could, I could reel off really good names. You've got Andy Ruiz, you know, you, you've got 10 fighters below the top three. And then below them, you've got, you've got another, 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 Five or six fighters, and then you got then you got Dubois, you got Joyce, you got Hergovich, you know, you got Gassiev if he comes up to the division. You got all these kind of prospects, I guess, you know. And then you got Alexander Usyk as well, you know. There's so many of them. Yeah. And 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 you know, when I talk about world level heavyweight boxing, I talk about it as a fan. You know, I don't talk about it as like being involved in that mix because I'm not in that mix. So I can talk about it as a fan, and that means I can talk about it, you know, without any kind of prejudice or any kind of or any kind of trying to get myself, make myself. Uh, seem more um, better than I am or bring anyone else down so I don't need to so I think the division is as good as it's been for a long time you know I think if you go back 10 years I think only Vladimir Klitschko would be able to, to compete in, uh, in, in in this division that's going off now So what do you make of uh, Deontay Wilder saying that you know he basically said he you know he wasn't himself on the night uh, people who know him know that that wasn't him um, and then he said that he doesn't consider Tyson Fury to be the champion because they still have to fight again. It's really funny because I was having a conversation with a friend of mine earlier and he was saying to me, um, we was talking about, I was watching something earlier and he said, what do you think about this? And I said, I truly believe if you're going to be special, if you're going to be number one at what you do, like if you're going to sit out one day and say, look, I'm going to be a great champion in the world, which in this case is what he was. You know, are you going to be the fastest man? Are you going to be the best at football or whatever? You've got to be deluded. Like, you've got to have a level of delusion in your mind to think that's possible because how many people in the world are over 200 pounds? You know, you've got millions of them. So you've got to be, you've got some serious delusion to think, I'm going to reach out in the world one day. And I think, and I think Dante Wilder, I think he believes that as well. Like, I think he's that guy. Like, I think he believes it. I think he's deluded. And I don't say that in a negative way either. I think that delusion and, and that and what he's got in him, that's what makes him great, you know. That's what I think I think he's a deluded man. And I say that and I say that in a complimentary uh, manner as well. Like I think I think he truly believes that. I think he believes what he says is true, you know. Yeah. I don't think carrying a three stone uniform to the ring was a great idea, but I don't think it cost him the fight either. But I think in his mind going into the third fight, I believe that. So, you know, um I, I'm excited for the third fight. I think I think it, it was the best Tyson Fury will see, and I think it was probably the worst Jonte Wilder will see. And I think the third fight, I think Tyson, you know, it'll take a lot for him to get back to that level that he was at there. And I think Jonte Wilder can only improve. So I think the third fight will be a good fight, and it's one that I'm looking forward to. Mm-hmm. I know that Anthony Joshua um, went on Sky Sports the other day and was like, you know, let's let's make this fight happen. And although I would love more than anything to see that fight, just don't know how possible it is to make it next considering, you know, <coughs> mandatories. We know how mandatories work. If you don't fight your mandatories, you lose your titles. And there's just so many roadblocks in the way. Usyk 
right before the lockdown happened, Usyk was like, he's not having it. He, he wants that fight. He's not willing to step aside. I don't see Wilder stepping aside. Um, so although AJ wants it, and, and I'm excited to hear that, you know, he's, he's willing and wanting to push it. I just don't see how that fight happens anytime soon. Like literally, like, and we know that we don't even know when we're even getting sports back in 2020 at this point. Do you know what I mean? I, th- I, th- I think Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury, they both want that fight, you know? Yeah. Like, I believe like, they're both, um, they want to fight both of them. That's what they do. Like, they both, they both love it, don't they? So I believe they both want it, but, you know, we know it's not going to happen, you know? Um, when things get back to normal, you know, I, I expect the fights that were booked before this happened to happen. Yeah. I think we'll see John Kulev. I think we'll see Tyson Wilder three. I think we'll see Usyk Chisora. <coughs> you know, so the fight's not going to happen. I, I, I think it's the biggest fight in boxing to be made today. I think it's the biggest fight in British boxing history. I think it'll be one of the biggest fights in boxing history full stop, you know. We've got Tyson, Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua in 50 years' time. I believe they'll go down as two of the best heavyweights, you know, ever lived. You know, mm-hmm. I think Tyson Fury may go down as, a, as the best heavyweight ever. Hopefully, we can get that fight though in in the UK because I know there was talks of it possibly being in Saudi. And like, I understand the money is big. You know what I mean? Like, I can't dismiss the business side of it, but from a fan's perspective, which we are fans at the end of the day, you know, you want to see that it's a huge domestic fight. I mean, it's massive domestic yeah. fight. I mean, when are we ever going to have the chance of it, that happening ever again? I mean, surely there might be a rematch, but still, nonetheless, it's, it's not quite the same as the first, is it? No, I think I think if that happens, it's got to happen at Wembley. Like, it's, it's a must. You have to. It's like, um, I, I don't really know American sport, but like, if you, I, I know for the fights, if if you had the two, if the, if the, if it was Dante Wilder against another American heavyweight and they both had all the belts, it was the biggest fight. It would happen in America. You know, there's no way it would go anywhere else. You know, Wembley, 90,000 seats. Up the ticket prices a little bit. You know, the pay-per-view, you know, up it a little bit. It could have been the, I just think it's got to be in the UK. Like, I can't spend their money for them, you know, and I can't tell them to not, to not go where the money is if that's what they want to do. But, um, as a boxing fan, you know, I want to be there. I want to go to Wembley, you know, I want to, I, it, I don't, I don't, I don't go to many boxing shows. And when I do, I don't pay for a ticket because I won't pay for a ticket because I don't really want to go to boxing shows because it's too busy. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> too busy for me. But um, that is the one. That is the one. That is the one fight I would go to. You know, and the one fight I'd, I'd pay. I'd pay good money to go and sit and watch that fight because it, it's as big as it's as big as any sporting event, you know, there's ever been. I, I truly believe that as well. I just, I can only hope that they get through the fights in the meantime, which I think is hard work. I think people have a while that are both threats, but and it's not a definite happen after that, but mm. I just hope, it, I just really hope that that fight happens. I mean, me too. I mean, but, and you never know what the outcome is going to be in the third. I know people were probably like, oh, I, how could you even say that? A lot of people believe, you know, Tyson won both fights or for the first fight as well. The majority, in fact. Um, but, you know, you never know. Heavyweight boxing's interesting. Like, you, I mean, look at how many times we've been surprised in, in a 12 to 18 month span. Like, you, things that you didn't think would happen have happened. Yeah, you know, if you'd, if you'd have said that near Louise on five weeks, now it's going to be Anthony Joshua. You know, you'd have been, been laughed out of the place, wouldn't you? you know? So, 
there's been much bigger upsets than one of them two losing the, the two scheduled fights that they had, you know. So um I just I just hope after the the next I think at the earliest possible time that fight can be made, it should be made. You know, it should be made in the UK. Which means it'll probably never be made and if it was made it wouldn't be in the UK. But um, you know, we're living hope, don't we? Hopefully. Hopefully. Oh God. I'm I'm totally siding with the fans who who were having a field day. Uh, with Eddie Hearn when when there was mention that it could be in Saudi like they were very upset by it and I can completely un understand I mean regardless I'm gonna I'll, I'll be there for work but I can see it from a fan's perspective how important it is to have that fight here in the UK yeah I think I, I, I'm not uh, I wouldn't be confident the fight's gonna happen you know I um if it happens and it's in Saudi Never. Arabia you know I, I, just, I, just, I don't know, I just, I'm not sure, I'm just not sure. With boxing, you just never know, do you? you know, for Pacquiao, it happened. And it happened five years too late. Well, we've seen a lot of crossover promotions with networks and, and promoters, so I, I don't feel like we're, we're in the same place as we were eight years ago when no one was willing to do a crossover. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you know, I, I, just, I just try and um, be pessimistic, and then if anything good happens, you know, it's a bonus, isn't it? I guess. <laughs> Well, let's see what happens. Hopefully, um, we'll be able to to see that mega fight happen in 2021. As we know, we we got he still got several other fights to go through. I think AJ's fighting about twice a year now, so possibly even 2022. Now that we've unfortunately had to experience this pandemic, that's pushed a lot of of things off. Yeah, I think everything's on hold. You know, hopefully, boxing gets back going and yeah. You know, these Joshua Fiori fights, these are fantastic, but these men are multimillionaires, you know. I think I think it's pivotal that, you know, small old boxing, people can try and go out and support small old boxing. It's going to be difficult because, you know, I think mass gatherings are going to be a long time till, till everyone, um, I think, I think you know, when football gets back going, I don't think, I think the days of 80,000 at Old Trafford are going to be a, a while away and stuff like that, so... Um, so yeah, you know, it's a small old boxing that that I feel for really. You know, these people that 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 survive on that can fight due to ticket sales and stuff like that. You know, because I think I think people are gonna be very wary of going out with mass with mass gatherings of people. So my 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 main worry, you know, the Fury Joshua fight is fantastic and great, but my main worry is like um, with these fighters, a lot of fighters aren't gonna probably a lot of them will have to not fight again, you know, due to this. So um, so yeah. Well, we'll see. Well, I thank you for taking the time to do the interview. Appreciate no it. No problem at all. It's quite, is it 9 p.m. there right now? It's nine, it's 10 plus nine. Okay, yeah. Well, I appreciate you doing it. Opening up, talking a little bit about, you know, love, dating, life, retirement, mental state. Yeah, we've, 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 we've gone through it. Yeah, yeah, we've gone through it all, haven't we? Yeah, it's been great. <laughs> <laughs> well thank you again i appreciate it and um hopefully lord willing we will all be seeing each other very in, hopefully in the near future at actual events face to face um trying to get our lives back to the norm hey fight fans it's michelle joy phelps if you haven't already subscribed to our youtube channel make sure you do so by clicking this icon right here or else